Just unmute me, please. Censored tonight. Nice clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white red land. Five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Tuesday, March 9th. Are you out there? Are you listening? Much love. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us here on the Brothers Uncensored Show. Appreciate you guys very much. We have a special guest, our bi-weekly guest, uh, Mark Makita, running for Senate in Ohio, a very important state, the great state of Ohio. So we're looking forward to hanging out with him tonight. we got some great discussion for you guys lined up. Probably about two hours of discussion. I don't know how many calls we're going to be able to fit in today, but we're going to get through all of this stuff because it's all very important, and you guys definitely need to hear it. Behind me on the screen, as you can see, is the foxhole.app. That's right, folks. We have our own app. They're trying to shut us down. We're giving a big finger in the name of the foxhole.app. Please check it out when you guys get time. Do me a favor. Help spread the word. Tell people where you can find alternative media, alternative talk, different ideas, just kind of throwing ideas around. The the the, the heartbeat of humanity is on the foxhole.app. Tell people where to find us. You can also find us over on uncensoredaid.com. I have been working my butt off on this site. Every time I do a change to widescreen, it changes mobile screens. Every time I change mobile screens, it changes laptop, you know, uh, other screens, and it's driving me freaking nuts. But it's there. 
Bear with me as I continue to try to keep this updated. It is becoming more and more of a task to do it daily, but nonetheless, it's there. You can now find a newsletter that we're going to be starting to send out here. Just This is just the beginning of it. It's under construction right now. If you want to be part of the newsletter and find out what's upcoming for the week's events and, and, and insider information, check out the newsletter. Sign up there. at the Right there, just hit subscribe, and it'll take you to Patreon in case you wanted to help join Patreon. If you want to help in, in any kind of way to help keep the lights on, just scroll down a little bit further. Help keep the lights on right there. Cash App, Patreon, PayPal. We also have a P.O. Box. Uh, any kind of way that you can help keep the lights on here, we do need your help very much. So bills are piling up, and uh, now that the upgrades are done and that money's spent, uh, their money's out of the coffers. But that's all right, man. It doesn't matter if you guys want to help that way. If you can, just help by spreading the word. Spread the website. Spread the foxhole. And anything you can do on that front to help us, we would greatly appreciate it. With that, I want to say hello to all of you out there. Uh, Just Mojo, Amy Joe's in the house, uh, taking care of a modern for us. Don S is in the house. Appreciate you very much. Blue Pill in the house over on YouTube. Uh, we are live on YouTube today. Those of you that only find us on YouTube, make sure you, b- you bookmark the other sites because I'm, I'm, I'm intermittent on YouTube depending on how irritated I am that day because I don't want to, I don't want to get us kicked off of YouTube. I want to save that for when we do live streams and important events like today. With that, I want to say hello to my bro, Joe. Welcome him and Mark into the house. Joe, how are you doing today, bro? It is sunny and 66 here in Illinois, and I cannot believe it. It's a beautiful day. A little windy, a little windy, but that's all right. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, just been a, a great day today. I've been outside kind of uh, getting getting some sun, enjoying it. See everybody out there in the chats. I see everybody in DLive. I see everybody on the Foxhole. I see everybody on YouTube. Wow, it's great to be able to see everybody with all these screens. <laughs> uh, Finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I got everything up. It's so nice. But uh, glad to be here today. And, Mark, how are you doing today, man? Is it nice out by you, too? I'm doing well. I was just looking at the uh, remote thermometer here, uh, 72 degrees and sunny. Nice. So we're a little higher than you, but it's beautiful out and everybody's out. And I'm convinced that Mike DeWine is going down on his mask mandates. I said, the minute we get a day like this, people are going to go crazy. And I mean, in a good way, they're just going to do their thing and they're not going to care what, uh, Mr. Magoo, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good to see. I, it, it only took, uh, uh, you know, only took uh, people to get uh, sick and tired of being told what to do for a year for them to figure it out. It's frustrating as hell. Uh, Mark, it's been a couple weeks since we talked last. Uh, the last time we talked, you were you were you know in the processes in the in the in the uh, trenches of of getting everything set up for the campaign and and getting coordinations and things like that. How are things going at the campaign so far? So it's going really well, and thanks for asking, Alan. Uh, we're um, about, I think we're less than a week away from getting our database populated with maybe 3 million Ohio voter, voter records. Um, that's a really important piece in terms of going after supporters to name recognition, fundraising, volunteers. So we're really close. We've got, we've started regular volunteer Zooms. We've got a volunteer organization that's covering now I would say about a quarter of the state, we've got about a quarter of our county volunteer coordinators identified. They're out looking for 20 to 50 volunteers to work with them. Our ultimate ground game says we need to be at somewhere around 2000 volunteers across the state. We're well ahead of plan. 
I'm doing daily videos, uh, talking about me, talking about my components, talking about issues or components, opponents, talking about issues. So it's going well. I think we're ahead of we're ahead of we're ahead of plan. That's fantastic. That's good to hear. The best way for people to help get involved, uh, or if they want to help, um, uh, just spread the word for your stuff is is the website behind you. Is that correct? Right. Markforohio.com. Markforohio.com. I'm going to sound like Lindsey Graham. Do you remember him? Every show he went on before the election was like, <laughs> LindseyGraham.com. Markforohio.com. But seriously, you know, there are two ways to do an election, right? Like you can be someone who's got a lot of money and go for name recognition with a lot of spending on, you know, advertising, or you can do this organically. And we're doing it. We're doing both, right? Because I've got some money that I'm putting into the campaign. Uh, we're doing billboard campaigns. I don't know if I told you that the last time we're here, but we had a billboard campaign at about 29 billboards across the uh, state, just as a test. And, but, but the other way to do it is organically with being in front of people. So I've been at events like, I mean, last week was crazy. It was like Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday morning. And now tonight with you guys, and then I've got events stacked up. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, we're, we're doing that uh, organically and what people, uh, sorry, that's my pick the dog up from doggy daycare. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you got, you got everyday tasks to do just like everybody else does. I don't know why does. I can't turn it off here. It's crazy. <laughs> Wait, Seriously. what kind of dog do you got? You didn't even talk about it. That's not fair. What kind of dog you got? I've got a beagle. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I got a beagle. Izzy. And uh, anyway, she's. I've been traveling, so I got to go pick her up at the uh, the border. And uh, I had to call him today and say, listen, I forgot. I got this thing at five to seven. So I'll be there tomorrow. Like I, I wanted to make sure they had thought, thought I forgot about her. She right. is the best dog. Like she, she is the most loving. She may not be the smartest dog, but she is really intuitive about people. And she, I've got her trained with a professional trainer. She is one of these beagles that won't like, she doesn't bolt. She I'm the alpha. She follows me around. She's the most loving dog I've ever had. And I've had a lot of dogs. So Queen Izzy, I mean, she runs the house and she doesn't even know it because she's an unpretentious beagle, but everybody loves her. And uh, I did some things earlier in the campaign where you use the software where she's talking. Some of it was somewhat off color, but it was kind of fun. Uh, and everybody's like, oh my God, Izzy, that's exactly what she would be saying. So anyway. <laughs> Nice. Sorry about that. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, I miss my pooch. I had a, I had a, we've had several pooches. Uh, just got to hang out with Joe's, who's who's uh, up there in age. How old is your dog now, Joe? Yeah, I got a, a black lab. She's about, uh, what is she, 12 now? 12 or almost 13, I guess. Yeah, up. yeah, she's getting up there. But uh, she's got to be, you know, kind of like you said, man. She's got that personality that is, um, you know, first off, hard to find in dogs, to be honest with you. Some dogs just don't even, you know, won't even follow you around, won't pay attention to you. Uh, this dog, man, she she's all up in you, and uh, she loves the lovings, I'll tell you that much. Good stuff. It's really good. So that's good to hear that the campaign's going well, Mark. Is there uh, anything else that um, you have upcoming for you? You were starting to say that you have some upcoming events that you're getting ready to go to uh, in the coming, upcoming weeks. Well, we've got all of the events are mostly Patriot events. I think the biggest event we've had like 200 people, which is a big deal. 
like that's a lot of people yeah, that's at nice. one event and we've got some coming up that could be even bigger um i all i would say is that um i can't do this alone so even if my campaign is going really well i can't stress enough that people need no matter where they are forget about ohio for a moment no matter where they are they've got to find america first maga candidates and they need to get behind them i said this before i'm going to repeat it again this is my new mantra anybody who didn't vote to object to the electoral college results in the senate and the house of representatives needs to be primary period and that is a lot of people including a guy like steve stivers here in in ohio who I thought was a stalwart, staunch conservative, and he turns out to be a stinker. There's been he, no shortage of right. that. There's been no shortage of that problem recently. It's, it's everywhere. That that to me was the litmus test. If you voted to certify a fraudulent fraudulent election, you need to be gone, like vamoose. And if you think I'm some conspiracy theorist about election fraud, then you need to not vote for me. I mean, I'm not pandering to people who don't have their eyes open. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I hear you. And it, it's um, the, the, the problem, of course, as you know, is uh, in order to get the money required to be able to be successful, or at least in theory, uh, Trump pretty much put the put that on its edge, I think. But nonetheless, he, he did have us playing his own money to spend. Um, you know, you, you have to basically, uh, you know, kowtow to their what they want you to do. How how do you how do you fundraise? How do you deal with the fundraising problem and the reality of your opponents are going to have no shortage of money thrown their way from the the George Soroses of the world for at L and and others. Um, how do you solve that problem? I mean, I guess you have to push hard for, for uh, you know, small donations from patriots all around anywhere you can find them, right? Correct. Correct. There's that and there's the fact that I sold my business and I'm willing to put some of my own money into the deal, right? So um, I don't want to disclose the amount, but I've got a, 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 an amount of money that I will put into the deal. Uh, for example, you know, I probably spent I don't know, 200 grand already. And we're really just getting started. Yeah. Okay. And that to me is like the first ante. Okay. Um, how would I put this? You know, some guys, they retire, they sell their business and they go out and buy expensive cars or they go buy a big house somewhere. I'm, I'm not trying to buy the Senate. Uh, what I'm trying to do is it's an experience but it's an experience I want to win, okay? This is not some lark. I'm not doing it to make a statement. I'm doing it to win. I'm also doing it to make a statement that, you know, two th things, we've talked about this, two things can be true at the same time. I can make a statement and win as well. Uh, so, you know, people come to me and they're like, well, how much money can you raise and all the rest? And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not gonna be like some politicians who are wealthy and tell you what I'm going to put in. I need, what I would tell you is I can't put in as much as the others have raised or can put in because of their wealth, but I can get close, but 
that will not be enough. I will need donations. And I'm going to say it, markforohio.com, even if it's a dollar, even if it's five dollars, there, there are people who will donate more money if they know other people have donated. And I'm talking big dollars. I'm talking political action committees and all the rest. And I'm not against taking money from PACs. I just won't sign up to commit to doing things for them. If they like my platform and they want to invest in the campaign, great. If they don't, see ya. I'm sorry, just not doing that. The platform you see on my website is the platform. It evolves as I get new information and as we add topics because people ask about them. But that's me. That's the way I'm going to vote. There will be no, like people say, well, how do we know you're not going to get there and change your mind? I'm not going to change my mind because I don't need the money. I've already said I'll give my compensation and any book or speaking fees, any of that kind of ancillary nonsense that people, you know, our payoffs, I'll give it to charity until I die. So I'm not sure what more I can do to assure people that I'm going to vote the way it says on that platform page, but you know, it is what it is. We've just got to go full bore, try to make this happen. Got a lot of good people behind me getting great people every day. I mean, every day I'm getting more people who are stepping up and some of them are serious influencers. Uh, it's just been a, an interesting experience so far. And I think it's going to get much more interesting as time goes by. Indeed. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, sorry, I was messing with the screen and I, I lost you. Let, let's get to the first topic of the day. Um, I want to make sure that I get uh, I get uh, moving here because we have definitely have a lot to cover. And uh, like I said, Mark, anything we can do to help, um, we're going to do that and help spread the word in every way we can. Absolutely. We have like 20 topics to get through, so we have so much to get through, and they're all important. So uh, let's get to them. First one I had up today was in an 8-1 eight, eight to one ruling, Robert sides against Christian students whose uh, free speech was trampled. Uh, it's an interesting story that I, you know, didn't get any play from from uh, today that I think is is kind of important. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of former student at a public uh, Georgia college who sued for nominal damage, damages after he was stopped from speaking. The court ruled eight to one that nominal uh, claims are, were enough to establish standing to sue for a constitutional violation. The only dissenter was Chief Justice John Roberts. Anyone surprised by that? Um, he uh, he was the only dissenter in the ruling that uh, was favoring a couple of Christian students who challenged their universities for restricting when, where, and how they could speak about their faith and disseminate materials on campus. This is at Georgia Gwinnett College in Georgia, and it's you know I you know a lot of people are just beyond frustrated with with the Supreme Court, and I suppose I can I can understand why, but. Um, as I've been trying to tell people often, there is a lot more complex complexity to just they are traitors. It is much bigger than that, the way that they rule on these things. This is an important ruling for free speech, Mark, and it's going to continue, I think, to have these kind of challenges going forward. But it's nice to have a uh, to chalk up an important win like this on an eight to one ruling for free speech. Yeah, but I mean, the, the ruling is is great, but it brings to the forefront the disappointment that John Roberts has been. And why is that? Why, why would he be the lone dissenter on something like this? I mean, what, I mean, just think about that. The lone dissenter, 
when you have people who are supposedly much more far left than him, it's all, I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna be a conspiracy theorist on this. Someone is controlling this guy because this makes absolutely no sense. There's I no agree. doubt about it. I mean, there there is something very wrong with what's going on with John Roberts. And I, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of speculation, and we can speculate all you want, but there's there's it's clear to me that this man it does not stand for uh, the Constitution the way he should, especially as a chief justice. And I, I hope there are discussions after 2022 about if he isn't gone by then, impeaching him for what he's done. I, th- there should be serious discussions about that. It's been done in the past and it can be done again. Joe, thoughts on John Roberts and uh, free speech ruling? I can't stand John Roberts. And uh, Amy Joe pretty much uh, summed it up. It's a blatant attack against our faith. And it just seems like no matter, you know, everything that has to, to, to uh, involve uh, Christians or Catholics or or any of that. It just seems like we're constantly under attack in every direction, uh, and it's pretty infuriating. Indeed, it is. It's it's uh, very frustrating. Um, nonetheless, here we are, just dealing with it over and over. Uh, for some reason, uh, my Zoom is not cooperating. Nonetheless, let's move on to the next one. I told you guys we were going to do some digging in into the what are they calling this monstrosity? Hold on, let me actually get the name of it here. So I can actually read it to you guys. Isn't this the uh, screw the American taxpayer bill? Yeah, I think I think that's basically in summary of really what it is. I think you're right on point. There's is uh, what it's what what it might as well be called. Uh, it is it is a mess, guys. You would not believe the garbage in it. It is HR 1319, um, and it is the 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 bill that uh, is going to give us a shit ton of money uh, of our own money back. I guess I should say. It starts here. San Francisco's budget will be saved from painful cuts thanks to the federal stimulus and, well, Nancy Pelosi. What about is what what about in the next one? So the question is is already uh, what are they going to do up in the next budget uh, to to uh, further strengthen states that have uh, become disastrous policies and have fallen into damn near bankruptcy. Uh, just a quick paragraph on this. Let me see here. Uh, the federal stimulus package, likely to be signed by the President Biden this week, will erase the majority of San Francisco's projected $650 million budget deficit over the next two years, saving City Hall from having to make a painful service cuts and layoffs for now. So it, it's just it's just ridiculous. All of the stuff that's in this bill is beyond what you would ever want to see in a bill. It goes into this as well. $905 billion to the United States Agency for International Development for global health activities to prevent for, prepare for, and respond to the coronavirus. $3.75 billion made to the Department of State, they say, for the prevention of treatment of control of AIDS and HIV, right? Because HIV is, is uh, obviously a, a pandemic right now that is out of control. Wait, wait, wait. Now, hold on a sec. I don't understand why they would want to put so much money in for AIDS right now when they have these cures out there now. What is actually this? HIV is basically now a maintenance disease. In other words, if you get it, you take the meds and you'll live a very long life. It's I, I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading on this. This is an absolute red herring. And people need to dig into this because you're going to give them the punchline, Abe. Where is this money going? Yeah, and those of you who have done the dig on this know right where I'm going with this. So uh, let me continue on, and then we'll we'll talk about this a little more. I mean, it's 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 
It's exactly what you would think it is. It's it's another disaster. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is is has formed an initiative, as many of you know, as of 2011 and even before that, uh, with USAID, which is the Department of State program that they are talking about here. Uh, that is that is that program. So this links directly to Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. For what? Well, they don't tell us for what. They just tell us there's this amount of money is being set aside, right? Well, remember this? The domestic AIDS memo from WikiLeaks dropped, uh, I don't know, about five years ago or so, I guess it is now. Um, this is the the uh, smoking gun that proves that the Clinton Foundation was using AIDS research, AIDS money, and AIDS drugs as a, uh, I don't know, money laundering operation. Let's just call it what it is. With the CHAI and President Clinton, we're basically using taxpayer funds and using World AIDS Day as a way to move money around between, uh, you know, agencies. CHAI, of course, as you guys know, is the Clinton Health Access Initiative, which is nothing more than a money laundering front for uh, the Clinton cabal. Uh, don't forget, uh, also on this, on this bill, is I lost my where did I lose my spot? Uh, let's see here. Um, darn it, where's my spot? Uh, also, as part of this, is the the money that is going uh, to oh, right here. Uh, let's see. Uh, next one. Uh, Three billion dollars made to the U.S. United States Agency for International Development to prevent, prepare for, and the coronavirus. Right. We all know the truth, what this money is all about. We know what it's used for. We know the realities that this is just nothing more than money laundering taxpayer dollars with the excuse of AIDS and other stuff. And, of course, Bill and Melinda Gates are tied in with it. What else is this actually funding, I guess, would be the question, because they don't tell us anything that this money is being used for, per usual, Mark. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about flushing three or four billion dollars of taxpayer money down the drain. This is a perfect example. Anybody that thinks that this money is going to help anybody in the United States is crazy. It, it is. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I know. It, it's, it's just, just ridiculous. Just, the- I mean, and it just goes on and on and on. And people sit sit in their homes and do nothing. They don't take any action. They might complain to the TV, bitch at the TV, send out stuff on social media, but people have to take action. This is absolute lunacy. Absolute lunacy. Paying off San Francisco's debt, sending money overseas. Like 9% of this bill goes to people in the United States, right? Who are hurting. The rest is like just crap. It really is. What are you doing? Yeah. That's exactly how I feel the same way. It's so infuriating. It absolutely is. And, And it just seems like, you know, it's every bill that comes along, every single one. Is there any one bill that's just the bill for the United States of America? No, no, we don't, we don't do that. That's that's this is where, you know, we need line item veto and or single issue legislation. We need legislation to require single issue legislation or line item veto. These big omnibus bills that have all this pork in them. I mean, I made a joke about the fact that there's more pork in these bills than there is in Johnsonville, Wisconsin. Like (laughs) this is freaking ridiculous. Okay. And, and, 
people sit and say, oh, well, you know, they're just like spending a little money and they, people have no idea the magnitude of these dollars and what it's doing to our debt and what it's doing to our credit rating and what it's doing in terms of security for the country. Okay. We are in, we saw what happened when we put sanctions on like Iran and others. Okay. I am convinced that, that the, the, the biggest weapon we have as a country is financial sanctions, okay? Because everybody understands money. No matter what country you're in, everybody understands money. And when you turn off the spigot and you keep people from transferring money and you won't allow them to do movement electronically through the US and the banking system, they are cut off and they are strangled. It's like a medieval siege and we can, how we don't understand that getting into debt and owing other countries money like China is not a threat to our national security, it just boggles my mind, right? It just boggles my mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's um it's an example, a microcosm of how far we've fallen in America. We don't we don't have control over our government anymore, and that's why people like you are standing up and saying, you know what, we need to stand up now and do something. And I really appreciate you doing that. For example, COVID relief bill gets eighty six billion bailout to failing union pension plans because while we created a plan that is unsustainable, so let's just have the taxpayers bail, bail us out. T42592 in, in uh, Twitch says $6.2 billion going to New York. Uh, it is just over and over and over again. These pension plans, especially the ones in Illinois, are going to crash the state, and now they're just having taxpayer dollars bail them out. What else is this possibly going for? Well, and we're going to It's crazy. Yeah. Joe, I mean, you live in, you live in Illinois. I mean, they have kicked the can down the road for decades, and they knew it. They they are playing the game, right? They know they're going to get bailed out. Absolutely, every time, every time. And and it's you know people think that the DC is deep, the swamp is deep. I tell you what, Illinois, I I think is a is a pretty close second, if not first. Very embedded. You're muted, Abe. When you search the bill and you hit control F and you hit uh, hit search and you put a uh, dollar sign in there, well, you get four hundred and twenty eight dollar signs. That's right, folks. Four hundred twenty eight line items of your taxpayer dollars going to pet projects for the left, for globalists, for Democrat special interest and the rest. It is absolutely laughable what is happening here. Let's just look at a few of these real quick. Abe, can I jump in here for just a second? Yeah, go ahead. So why don't you explain where you got that bill and what you're doing right now? Because ordinary Americans can do this, and they just don't understand it. These people are ripping us off in plain sight. So explain what you did to get that bill. And what you're doing with the control F and the searching and all that? It it took some digging. You had you had to go find the name of the bill. Then you had to go to uh, the the Congress's website, search the bill, find the right one. Find then finally find the one that's passed after all the amendments, and then get the full text of it. It's a pain in the butt. They don't make it easy, but if you just do a quick dig, you can usually find it fairly quickly. And then basically, what I do here is I download it to my desktop, reopen it into a a uh, web page form because it's, you can do it in any form. You can do it in just uh, Adobe if you yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh, 
and then I hit control F and then just, you can put anything in here. You can put dollar signs, you can put, you know, uh, uh, you know, USAID, whatever you can find and you think of that's actually in here. The treasury has treasury stuff in here too, which is interesting that they would bring treasury information into the, this bill as well. Um, the section here entitled, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, application for increased amount of cash value voucher to state agencies. Uh, they, there you go. There's. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me see what the uh, where the dollar sign is for this one. Um, where is? Oh, three hundred ninety uh, million dollars for fiscal year twenty twenty one to carry out outreach, innovation, and program modernization efforts, including appropriate waivers and flexibility. What blah 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 blah. You know how this. Oh, the Child Nutrition Act. Uh, so uh, for for children's nutrition, you know, to make sure that they're uh, eating McDonald's in their schools or pizza. I guess. Right. So we know. So 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 people know what happens when this money gets. So so here's what happens. Every uh, management consulting and IT contractor gets on that and says, oh, we're expanding that system. We want to come in and we want to do the scope of work for the project and we want to build a plan and we want to manage the the. Um, procurement process and the contest to see who's going to come in and build this system for it. Will it be IBM? Will it be Google? Will it be, you know, this person? Will it be that person? Who's, who's going to come in and do it? This, 90% of the money will end up getting spent in the process of spending that money. And 10% will actually go to kids. This money needs to come out of the federal government and back into the states. I did a video on that today. A third of every state budget is money that comes from the state, goes to the federal government, and then comes back. But it comes back with strings. So in many cases, there's matching funds. So to get your 30 billion like Ohio from the federal government or your 42 billion, depending upon how you measure it, when you've sent 140 billion there, right? So you've sent 140 billion to, to the to feds. They're going to send you back, let's say, 42 billion, but they're going to require you to spend another 20 billion. The progressive socialists in Washington say, oh, for you to get your money back, this is money that taxpayers in Ohio and other states have sent to Washington, right? In order to get your money back, you've got to spend money on programs that we like. You in Ohio may not like them. You may hate them, but it doesn't matter. To get your money, you've got to do that. This is ludicrous. This is insanity. It I'm really, sorry. I just it really is. I was it, doing some research today. I did a video. It was just it, topical. It just never please, stops. You know, yeah, it never please stops. Don't say you're sorry either, because everybody out there I know feels the same way you do for sure. You know, there's, there's no discussion about debt. There's no discussion about fiscal policy. There's no discussion about a bloated government that is just basically propping up the economy. It is. It's a joke, man. Is what it is. It's a giant joke, and it's it's beyond frustrating. Let's see what else we got in here. Uh, let's see. Um, emergency assistance to non-public schools: two point seven five billion dollars. Uh, Thirty-nine billion dollars to the Department of Education uh, for uh, higher education. So we're gonna we're gonna bail out colleges now too. Um, but let me stop. I, I'm gonna do this tonight. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I want to stop you right there. Okay. If you look at the Constitution and the powers enumerated to the federal government, we have a federal government that's probably conservatively fifty percent too big, probably seventy five percent too big. 
And the Department of Education, there is nowhere in the Constitution, I defy you, I, I defy you to, to, and I challenge you to find this, where there's anything on public education in the Constitution. And the 10th Amendment to the Constitution basically says, and I'm going to just put this out there, anything that's not included in here goes to the states, right? The Alien and Sedition Act caused that. If, if it's not specifically enumerated for the federal government to do, it's a state power, okay? And education, the Department of Education, when I get to Washington, the Department of Education is done, okay? The, I'm going to put a bill on the speaker's, excuse me, the leader's podium the first day I get there to do away with the Department of Education. There is absolutely can I give no you a, reason Can I give you a suggestion? Because look at it. Can I give you a suggestion? Yeah, the best way to do that is to end public sector unions. I have been screaming about this for 15 years at least. Well, there's that too. <laughs> you want to you want to you want to end this problem and actually bring accountability back into the school systems. Here's how we do it. We stop public sector unions from manipulating our system for the benefit of themselves and not caring about the people that they're supposed to be serving. Every single public sector unions, whether it's firefighters, police officers, teachers, uh, you know, critical personnel in counties, they should not be unionized. There should be a law against that, and that that needs to be a top priority for Republicans. It should have been in 2016. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd go with that. Because there is already protection for those people against harassment and things like that in most uh, Department of, like in, in Ohio, it's Department of Jobs and Family Services. It might be the Department of Labor somewhere else. There are all kinds of protections for those folks. But if you're serving the public, this is ridiculous. We're literally negotiating against ourselves. How stupid is that? They've set the system up, and I'm studying what they do in Chicago. I know exactly how they do this. They have a teacher that requires a seven-year tenure. So they go in, they become a teacher in the south side of Chicago in a troubled neighborhood where they get a little extra money uh, from the state and from the local aldermans to, to you know, come for, for teachers, for white teachers or, or other teachers to come there and teach, right? So they come there, they get special tax benefits. And when they do their seven years, they get tenure, and then they go work for, oh, I don't know, a county administrator, lower, low-level county administrator. And then they work there for until they get tenure under the, under the union, and they go work for, oh, I don't know, an alderman or, or, or uh, you know, part of the police department or some other section of the government where they collect another pension. And by the time these guys are done with their life, they're collecting pensions from five and six different sources. And it's unsustainable the way that the system is set up. And Illinois set the trend on how this stuff works. They have a they have an unfunded liability in Illinois that is unsustainable. And all they're doing is is they're using a bought and paid for president and a bought and paid for uh, administration that is that could care less about America uh, to to uh, get these these uh, you know to bail them out. It's it's just the same old bullshit with these people over and over again. Let's see what else we can find in there. I'm only on page 24 of 428. Or uh, 45, the 24th uh, uh, dollar sign. Uh, let's see. We have uh, $850 million to remain available for Secretary of Education for something else, outlying areas, rural areas. Uh, we have university, Howard University specified in there. Uh, student aid administration for, uh, let's see, we have Gallaudet, uh, G-A-L-L-A, Gala. Gallaudet, that's the uh, deaf school. Okay, the deaf so there, there's uh, almost $20 million in there for them. There's... 
$91 million uh, from the Department of Treasury to Howard University. There's, uh, again, for deaf programs and things like that, I guess, I mean, I guess you can't really complain too much about that. I mean, you know, there are people who do need help. It's just the, the stuff that we want are worried about is the garbage that's in it. National Endowment. Well, why is that in a COVID relief bill? Yeah, good, good question. Right. Why is that? I mean, I have no problem with that as well. And but I believe it should be handled at the state level, not the federal level. I would agree with that. Right. And yeah. why is that? in a federal bill. Why is my taxpayer money going to a school in a state that's, you know, 600 miles from me? Yep. We have the Columbus School for the Deaf. I I, I don't, why are we not giving, why, why is my tax money not going to them? Why is my tax money going to Gallaudet? I mean, not that I don't love what that school does and what it stands for. You know, there's a bigger problem here, Mark, and that is the way that federal funds are distributed to the states. It, it is, you ha- instead of having a like a, what I would consider to be a smart policy like this, for instance, the federal government, the, the the Department of Education could and should give states federal block grant money for school vouchers or for for school choice to allow parents to to empower parents. That same money should go to basically every school district in the regardless of private magnet anything else, and then what? allow those local districts to distribute that federal money. To the local areas of the best they see fit. Instead, it's a it's a it's a, a strings attached. You scratch my back, you I'll scratch yours. Process where there's nothing but kickbacks involved, and by the time the money gets to the to the to the kid that actually needs it, it's it's a fraction of what it should be. Right. I, I mean, I did a video on this today, so it's front of mind in terms of these transfer payments back and forth. Okay. First of all. The federal government has no business being in the education business. The only reason they're in the education business is because of the unions, right? They, they, all federal money comes with strings attached and the union inserts themselves into this legislation. So they'll say, Ohio, yeah, I mean, you've heard about this. Well, if we don't do this, we won't get the federal money. Why? Because the federal money is extortion money. It's requiring a state to do something they don't want to do that their constituents didn't vote for and have no control over. It's literally taxation without representation. I cannot think of a better example of taxation without representation. We send money to the federal government. The federal government says, we're going to send you some money back for education. But to get the money, you've got to do X and Y and Z. You've got to Let's just use our imagination. You got to use common core curriculum. You've got to teach the 1619 project. You've got to use Howard Zinn's people's, you know, history of the United States, right? You've got to teach critical race theory, all crap. And that's what they're doing. Yep, no doubt about it. Joe, you've seen no shortage of the uh, the uh, pension scam in Illinois. Any other comments on that? Did I anything you want to add on that front? No, no, not at all. I mean, like I said, I was saying before. Obviously, um, Illinois, Chicago, it's 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 super bad here, man. I mean, honestly, that's part of the reason why you left yeah. Illinois is because of how bad it is. Um, and I see some really good comments out there. I know some people are, are just getting infuriated uh, as well, and as well we should. And I see people asking out there about 
you know, where's the organization and, and, and we need organization and, and we need people to step up. Well, this is why we're having these conversations, guys, is because it's super important, everything that we're discussing. And, and yeah, we, if, it's, if it's something as small as getting it, it on your school board, and, and I know people say, oh, well, who's going to really do that? I guarantee you there's going to be more people that are going to be stepping into these roles than we probably ever saw before just because of the last four years that Trump has pushed us to wake up and to try to take our country back. So I have a lot of positive, uh, you know, I feel positive about that anyways. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I, I really feel like a lot of people are stepping up. I mean, J.R. Majewski, Mark Picuta, two guys that are, are, you know, from Ohio, you know, that can make a big difference in, in, in if, the, if and when, I should say, when they get in. It's going to make a big difference for us, um, not just locally, but, you know, nationally. And that's the key. That's what we need, guys. Everyday Americans stepping up and doing what they can to help, and that's that's why I love having Mark here. He's uh he's a great patriot, and he's he's doing what he can, and that's uh I really appreciate you for that. And Let just me- real quick, Mark, ignore that email you just got <laughs> for my if my if my sister sent you one. Go got, on. Gotcha, gotcha. No problem. Uh, let's get into this. If you're not pissed yet, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You're gonna be. You're, you're, you're not, if you're not mad yet, hold on. Just stand by. We're just getting started. The Institute of Museum and Library Services, $200 million. Labor matters because, yeah, that's, um, that's important to the coronavirus. You got to address labor matters. Yes, there is a whole subsection just for labor matters. Let's get into this a little bit. What do we have here? Uh, we have $200 million uh, to, uh, the, appropriated to the Secretary of Labor. Uh, which will be re- re- remain available until September 30th, 2023. Yeah, nice timing. Uh, so that's, uh, it's, it of course has to do with occupational safety for COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, human services, um, child care development block grant funding, 14 uh, billion, almost $15 billion for, for child care uh, block funding. Thank you, Ivanka Trump, for that one. Um, $35 million, uh, for, um, at the Department of Treasury Child Care Stabilization Program, uh, Head Start Program funded for a billion dollars. Uh, let's see here. Let me just, let me just get through as many of these as possible. And then we're going to get to something else that you got to see here. Uh, let me, let me go down to like, uh, let's see here. Let me just zip way down here. Uh, funding for vaccine confidence activities. So uh, l- l- stand by for advertising saying how vaccines are safe and the science right. proves it. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, it just keeps it, going, it, guys. It, it honestly keeps going. But here's what I really wanted to get to on this. In this section here where there's almost $4 billion set aside for HIV AIDS treatment to the USAID, we talked a little bit about that, how that links to WikiLeaks and the, the Clinton Health Initiative program, as well as uh, the direct link to uh, uh, to Bill, Bill, and Melinda Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It also has this in it. IBM's Watson Health launches IBM Digital Health Pass app. That's right, folks. Your taxpayer dollars are going to be to have vaccine passports. Us crazy conspiracy theorists who were talking about this a year ago. Now it's, it's, it's a reality. Cuomo announces an IBM blockchain vaccine passport scheme for sporting events and theaters and 
everything else you want to do going forward as as time goes by, they'll just keep adding to that. You want to go take a piss? Hey, where's your where's your uh, where's your pass, buddy? IBM launched the IBM Digital Health Pass at the Health Virtual 2020 Conference. IBM's Digital Health Pass is part of an effort to return to work in such areas as airports, stadiums, and amusement parks. That's right, folks. You want to go visit Disney World with your kids? Better get a vaccine passport first. This is what is in this bill. It is funded. Now it just needs to be implemented worldwide. You want to go fly to, to Europe? Get your vaccine passport. It is amazing the tyranny that we are under right now and, and the freedoms that is getting limited by our government every single day, Mark. So if you think about it, right, the right used to be maligned for being the authoritarian, like, sector of the population. And now the left is the authoritarian sector of the population, of the world's population, okay? And here's what Americans don't understand because very few Americans travel out of the country like Europeans do. People around the world despise this stuff. They hate it because they've experienced it before. And Americans believe what they see on TV. And I've had numerous arguments on social media with people like this. They'll say X, Y, Z happens in the UK. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. You've never been there. It's obvious you've never been there. And they'll say, well, I've been there. And I'm like, okay, tell me where you've been and what did you go see? right? Because I've been there a lot, right? And I'm like, so just give me like, what, what airport did you fly into? Uh, I don't know. They do search Heathrow. I'm like, oh, great. Great. How long did it take you? Where, where did you go after Heathrow? I went to London. How long did it take you to get there by cab? Well, I didn't take a cab. What did you take? Well, I, I took a bus. Like, okay, you either take a cab or you take the subway. Like, it's like, People, and so they have no idea. They're believing what the mainstream media tells them. Like I say, prove me wrong. We are the least racist country in the world. I have been to all these countries. I've heard some horrifying things, things that would make your skin crawl in the United States, in the UK, in France, in Italy, in Russia, in Hong Kong, in Canada, in Mexico, in Costa Rica. You, you name the country, I will tell you that we are the least racist country in the world. Just got a book today. It's a great book. I'll hold it up. Maybe you can't see it because of my background. It's called Racism and Anti-Racism in the World Before and After 1945. Huh, who it's wrote that? by a gal by the name of Kathleen Brush. Interesting. And it's kind of a pamphlet. It's not that thick. Let me see. Here, there, there I go. can do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Racism and anti-racism in the world before 19 and after 1945. That's interesting. She basically, she basically pulls out all this data. And there was a thing. Let me see if I can just flip to it quickly because I don't have it marked. But it was it was astounding. It's like, she's like, uh, let me read this. Okay. Anyone in America watching the steady diet of defunding the police initiatives would be surprised at this disjointed thread because it doesn't fit the perception of legions of racist cops. Blacks are 33% to 100% more likely than other ethnicities to have received help from a police officer that helped keep them safe in a potentially dangerous situation. 
Monmouth Pole. So that's Monmouth out of uh, New Jersey that does all the polls for elections, right? So they've got a, a proven polling uh, methodology. Pretty good one, yeah. June 2nd, June 2nd, 2020. We know that police don't keep us safe. And as long as we continue to pump money into our corrupt criminal justice system at the expense of housing, health, and education investments, we will never be truly safe. Black Lives Matter, July 6, 2020. 81% of Black Americans don't want less police presence despite protests. Some want more cops, poll, Newsweek, August 5th, 2020. Okay, think about that. Very interesting. You know, it's um, it, it's interesting because it, it, there was a time in this in this country where we had gone so far with race relations. And, and it's it's obvious to me that they have, you know, purposely tried to manipulate that system or manipulate that in America to, uh, to <laughs> what am I doing? Um, Neo says I look smart with glasses. So I was, I was modeling them for, um, all right, Joel, you got a, you got a news blitz you want to get to today. Uh, if you're ready for that, we'll kick off rapid fire. Mark, we'll get about a 10 minute break from you here. Uh, news blitz, a quick advertisement, and then we'll come back after the top of the hour and we'll get to HR one. We'll get to maybe a discussion about Harry and Megan. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the state laws with regards to the Second Amendment and First Amendment. You talk, you mentioned that pre-show, uh, sanctuary cities and states. I love it. We've talked about that before on the channel. Uh, that's pretty interesting. And then a couple other great topics as well. So lots to get to. Joe, let me get a rapid-fire opener for you, and we'll hand it over to you here momentarily, and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Give us about uh, you know eight or ten minutes for Joe for a rapid-fire, and then a uh, quick advertisement. Stand by. Joe, I know you're like me. You had uh, you know a lot of stuff that we haven't gotten to over the last three or four days with all the great guests we've had on. So I know you had quite the list to get to. Go ahead and take it as long as you need, bro. Yeah, quite a few things, uh, honestly, to go over with you guys. So I'll just try to you know kind of breeze through this. Go ahead and feel free to jump in if you got a comment, okay, guys? But uh, obviously, the breaking news of today is another Como uh, aide has another sexual harassment accuser that you can add to the list, and that's number six. Who is not surprised by that? I bet you we'll probably get a lot more uh, to come forward now that others have. In addition to that, Governor Como's top lawyer, Kamuki Gibson, has resigned. Wow. <laughs> Who finds that interesting? Um, so obviously they, he wrote, uh, wrote a resignation letter and basically said, uh, I'm out. No, thanks. Don't want anything to do with this. Uh, which is probably pretty smart on his part. I had reported on this previously about, uh, this was from the Federalist as of today, actually, but I had talked about the high school football coach that was fired after raising concerns about critical race theory and his daughter's middle school curriculum uh, the guy's name was actually David Flynn, and he did file a federal lawsuit in February seeking damages from Dedham Public School administrators, including the superintendent, high school principal, and the high school athletic director for violating his First Amendment right to speak out. So this is pretty cool. It's good to see that this guy is just going full bore. He, is, he has filed a federal lawsuit there. 
Fantastic. Keep going, that, brother. That it's happening in Massachusetts is even more um, magnificent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, this one actually out of the Geller report, well, reported everywhere, but uh, Arizona, Montana take legal action against Biden administration immigration chaos. So it's good to see that we have a couple of states actually breaking or trying to break away from the regulations. Arizona, Montana are taking legal action to block new Biden administration immigration regulations, saying that these could cause negative consequences for the states. So two states stepping up there. That's good to see. Also, Daily Wire dropped this today, which I or actually yesterday. Sorry, Rush Limbaugh's death certificate says greatest radio host of all time. I, you know, this is reported by TMZ. I don't know if this is true or not, but it should be. And uh, I completely agree there. A hundred percent. Rush Limbaugh is one of the greatest radio hosts of all time. Well deserved indeed. Uh, District of New Jersey Department of Justice. uh, Patterson man admits to coercion and enticement of a minor. I haven't um, I haven't reported. Well, as Abe said, we've had so many guests and stuff on. I haven't had a chance to report on these. But the reason why I wanted to report on this one is because Morales Pedraza admitted that he is uh, a citizen of Mexico and that he has illegally entered the United States after having previously been deported. This is in New Jersey again. So, again, ICE uh, dropping these people back into, uh, you know, our uh, our cities, our towns. And uh, this was, I believe, a 15-year-old. Yep, a 15-year-old girl. Just sickening. Every freaking day we find some of those. It's sickening, man. This I saw and it was kind of interesting. I didn't have too much of a time to uh, to research this. It kind of dropped right before I came on. But the Department of Energy announced a $30 million dollars for quantum information science to tackle emerging 21st century challenges. Huh. You know, uh, the DOE uh, today announced a plan for 30 million for quantum information research, help scientists understand how nature works on an extremely small scale, hundred thousand times, hundred thousand times smaller than a diameter of a human hair. QIS can help our nation solve some of the most pressing and complex challenges of the 21st century from climate change to national security there is a video on this link um i'm not going to play it right now obviously but if you guys grab this either off my gab or off the website later there's about a four or five minutes of video that i thought was pretty interesting um from biden's doe uh or whoever be in charge of the doe i I forgot her name but um this is something that we need to keep an eye on guys yeah i'll definitely put that up on the website you'll be able to find that up there uh after the show tonight Oh, South Dakota. I absolutely love Governor Christy Noem. She signs a bill banning transgender kids from female sports. Good for her. I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Absolutely love everything she does in South Dakota. And this is something that needs to be implemented, in my opinion, in every state. Indeed. This was out of Zero Hedge. Uh, I believe this was today. Putin and Assad's revenge on ballistic missiles pummel stolen Syrian oil and convoy and the refinery multiple major missile strikes reportedly on a convoy of oil tanker trucks and a refinery in northern syria lit up the night sky fry on friday so this was just this past friday 
Initially, there was confusion as to who was behind the devastating attacks, which obliterated multiple dozens of oil tanker trucks. In this uh, article, guys, there's some videos like two or three or four, actually more than that, five, six, six videos in here about this. This is another interesting story uh, behind what really is going on with the oil, I I think. Any uh, comment there, Abe? I, I bet you do. Yeah, there's, um, you know, this is obviously the the, the um, conflicted area that uh, U.S. troops have been expanding to recently and the strikes that were recently in the area. So uh, this, is, there's, this is escalating again, and I guess it shouldn't surprise anybody that Putin is uh, pushing the envelope against the Democrat weak-need regime. Exactly. Is exactly. it that? Is it that, Abe? Or how do, do we have any idea where these attacks came from and who was behind them? Well, well you know, if, if they're saying that Russia and Assad were involved, it's in that northern territory of Syria where we ha- where we, right. we've been protecting those oil fields for uh, 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 the not, not the the the, uh, the Turkish uh, separatists. Um, yeah, because this is right along towns of Al Bab and, and Jarablus, which is close to the Turkish border. Right, yep. Kurds. Yes, the Kurds. Thank you. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, I, I. I <laughs> okay. So that my consp- if I put my conspiracy theorist hat on, all right? Nobody is going to do something like this with all the intelligence we have without us knowing about it. All right? And it would appear like we let it happen. Okay? I'd really like to understand what we knew about this and when we knew it. Did did we get a signal and not act on it? Well, I think that's what that last airstrike was, was an automatic uh, airstrike by, I don't think Biden knew anything about it. I don't think anybody knew anything about it. I think there was U.S. troops or well, assets. Congress didn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, I think there they was. Bitched about, they bitched about Trump doing things without getting the approval of Congress because he knew he couldn't trust them because they'd signal it. But I understand he didn't talk to Congress about these strikes either. And there are some GOP House and Senate members that are not happy with that. Well, I mean, I, you know, then you fix that by removing the AUMA and, st- and getting our troops out of war zones that aren't covered by the initial uh, terrorist activity. Absolutely. Trump yeah. was doing the right thing and that should have been continued. And I mean, I'm done with this. I mean, personally, I'm done with this expending blood, the blood of our young Americans and treasure of the United States for no purpose whatsoever. None. I mean, we need to be done with that. Yep. Absolutely. That's important. At the end of this uh, article here, it says, and crucially, uh, the reported, the report observed that oil installations in Turkey controlled parts of Aleppo uh, have come under repeated attacks in recent months. Although Moscow and Syrian regime, regime, whatever, have, Regimes, thank you, have not claimed responsibility. Washington has also been conspicuously silent concerning the major attack. I mean, that's massive, Joe. There's there is uh, what looks like to be miles of of wreckage of dozens of tankers. That's pretty serious, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on, I got two more quick things for you guys. Pro evangelical group that backed Biden are now shocked to find out they have been used and betrayed by a pro-abortion right, right, right. president. He campaigned, campaigned on exactly 
what they're complaining about. Go figure. Go figure. This was hilarious. I had to read this article. If you guys get a chance, definitely check it out. Check it out. They are not happy. This was, um, let me see, Ronald, uh, is it Cider? Yeah, Ronald J. Cider, who's the president of Emirates. Is it Emeritus? Evangel- event. President Emeritus. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Of evangelicals of for social action. For social action. Yep. Yeah. Thank These you. people Thank you. got played. Okay. They got played. They are the useful idiots that Lenin used to talk about. Yes, they sir. are the progressive, progressive, useful idiots who got duped. Exactly. And we need to start calling them out and identifying them and explaining what they did. They were useful idiots. And if anybody doesn't understand that terminology, DM me. I'll explain it to you. But basically, back in the early 1900s, around the time of the First World War, when when Lenin came into power, he talked about how basically liberals around the world were useful idiots. He just demeaned them in all kinds of letters and things that have been 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 uh, made public by the Soviet government, you know, the Russian government after the Soviet era. And if you read the book Rubes, it's incredible how stupid some of these people were. Woodrow Wilson being the biggest of them. Indeed, Joe, drop your share. Hold on, I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's just one other quick thing uh, I just want to talk about. Uh, Dawn, my sister out there, said that breaking hackers breach massive trove of security camera data collected by Silicon Valley startup Verkata Inc. Gaining access to live feeds of 150,000 surveillance cameras inside hospitals, companies like Tesla, police departments, prisons and schools. Wow. That's a scary thought. Yeah. That's all I got for you guys. That's my rapid fire. Appreciate you, Joe. Good stuff. That is definitely good stuff for sure. We'll definitely get some of those on the website for you guys. You can find those links up there later. Uh, The exclusive show sponsor of the Brothers Uncensored show for now, we're going to be adding more, I think, is Rise Attire, riseattireusa.com. They have awesome gear. The best part about what they have is it's, it's high quality. It's not cheap China crap. It's made in America, and it's just awesome stuff in general. Uh, you can get the exclusive the foxhole gear on there, uh, clown world masks that are only meant for the FBI. If you only you only an FBI agent can wear that clown world mask, uh, I'll grab one of the censored ones, and I still won't wear it. But anyways, uh, the foxhole.app t-shirts, hoodies over there, sweet stuff for sure. I'm grabbing one of those very soon, as well as ex- exclusive Red Pill 78 and Methods signature series over at riseattireusa.com. Check them out when you get time. Delete the elite. A minute and a half of your time. We'll be back with much more. After the flip side, messages to reject the message. No, no need for their, their hidden agendas relies by subversion. Where extremists vendettas as a target to free. free. Our weapons, weapons are true, true proof highly effective with an impact surpassed only by the span of their reach. reach. The powers the that hope, hope to control us will feed on those lost in philosophies. Ties with the divisive self righteous who deal in deception, suppression, and greed. Flee from the nation of mindless who preach what's been forced down their throat by their peers and their teachers. Run from the depraved, guilty of treason whose roads have been paved by the tricks up their sleeves. When it's real, you can feel it. It appeals to your senses, whether dull or intense, most will tend to agree. We won't leave the blinded behind. 
We'll shoulder wounded soldiers till it's over, then we'll train them to see. The truth is the future. This beautiful movement makes the gatekeepers useless and their lies obsolete. With fury we'll fight. By the glory of God, we'll delete the elite and release all their secrets. We will delete the elite and erase all their secrets. That's the goal. Like transparency in government, baby. RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out when you guys get time. Uh, use discount code ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E, and you will get a 10% discount. And you can help us here at the show as well as get some awesome gear. And check out that awesome foxhole shirt. There's an example of it. Pretty sweet for sure, man. Uh, so there we go. All right. Uh, we will probably opening up the phone lines here. Um, if you want to call in on any of the, any specific topics or a question from Mark. But we still do have a bunch that I really wanted to get through today. So let's just keep moving forward on, on what we had here today. And we will uh, try to open up the phone lines here in a little bit. Um, a great article... And I have, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald is is definitely a biased reporter. However, he is also pretty fair when it comes to liberties. So I will give him that. But but man, some of his reporting about what's going on in Brazil is just disastrous and counterproductive to free people. But this is a great article by Glenn Greenwald. As the insurrection narrative crumbles, Democrats cling to more desperately cling to it more desperately than air than ever. If the threat of armed insurrectionists and domestic terrorists, quote unquote, is as great as some claim, why do they have to keep lying and peddling crude media fictions about it? Man, Glenn Greenwald absolutely destroys the Democrat Party and the mainstream media machine for their false narratives, talking about violence on on uh, any day since the inauguration when the only violence that was caused was by Capitol Police. It is amazing to watch this, and it is it is happening right in the world for everyone to see. And I got to tell you, Glenn Greenwald absolutely destroys the left with this article. You guys have to do me a favor. First of all, read that thing. It, trust me, it's worth your time. Secondarily, do me a favor. Grab this off the website. It's going to be the number one article today because it is that good. Glenn Greenwald with a great article, um, and much love to him for his work. I got I got to give him credit where credit's due. That, that, that is really well done and really fairly done. Check that out. Definitely, he does a great job of just absolutely just lighting them up, man. Uh, so good stuff. Uh, will Mitch McConnell retire? Boy, I would love to hear Mark's Mark's answer to this one. Kentucky Senator's exit strategy sparks con- uh, controversy. Daniel Cameron will take over Mitch McConnell's spot. That's right. Mitch McConnell and his has given his whole life to uh, to serving. In theory, uh, his constituents is planning on actually retiring. Mark, what do you think about Mitch McConnell and his uh, his uh, appointment of his successor? Uh, let's see here. I'll have to do a quick dig on him to see who he I have no idea. Yeah? I think that is who it is. I'm pretty sure, actually, now that you mention it. Uh, state GOP has already prepared a list of possible successors topped by State Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Other names being floated are former United States Ambassador Kelly Kraft, also a great person as well. Uh, Kentucky Secretary of State Michael Adams, unfamiliar with him. All three have very close ties to McConnell. That is according to The Intercept. 
Of course, he's going to come in and he's going to be the junior senator and he's going to be appointed. He's not going to be, you Is know, Mark. Mu- Wait one sec. Are you muted? Just double check. Hey, got to go. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I think I'd be behind that. He was very, he's, he's pretty, I think he's pretty strong. Um, but I could be disabused of that thought based on information I don't have, but I've, I've checked him out and, uh, he came out very strong on that, um, uh, investigation of the, uh, I'm going to say Louisville. I think it was Louisville police officers. Uh, he, he, he appears to be a straight shooter and he appears to be a strong conservative, but I can be, as I said, I can be disabused of that because we got 50 States and keeping track of this stuff when you're me and you don't have like a Senate or a house staff to do it is it's challenging, right? That's the other thing you go up against. If you're going up against an incumbent, they have a machine behind them and you don't. Indeed. Um, According to sources, McConnell is pushing, uh, let's see, uh, poor health comes up often as a key factor, they say. This is, is, this is you know, scuttlebutt from, from D.C., so take it for what it's worth. Uh, and it's from The Intercept, so again, uh, c- consider the source. McConnell health has been a concern for a long time. The 79-year-old appeared to be bruised in battered hands in 2020, uh, feeling speculation of, his, of a health issue as well as uh, a fall that he had a a shoulder injury. I would love to know more about what actually happened in those cases, actually. Right. Yeah, who wouldn't? But yeah. He's got, I think you know what I'm saying if there. You've met, if you've read Peter Schweizer's book, and we've talked yeah. about this before, Profiles in Corruption, there's a chapter on Mitch and his wife. Uh, is it Elaine Chow? Or yeah. Ellen Chow? I think it's Elaine Chow. Yep. And her parents and all the rest. And people say, oh, she inherited money from her parents. Her parents are Chinese. And Mitch has a lot to do with Chinese, you know, the, the American Chinese foreign relations and bills and things like that. It's not, you just can't say, oh, well, her parents gave her money. Like, where did that, where was the source of that money that they gave, like, to her? Like, right. don't be, nothing is ever as it seems on the surface. There's always more, yep. right? The first answer, like Dan Bongino says, just wait 48 to 72 hours. You'll get the whole story. Like in this case, dig a little deeper and you'll figure it out. Yeah, there's something more there, especially during that time when Mitch was just, I mean, he was standing in front of the Senate for hours on end getting judges appointed and just with a smirk on his face every time he said cloture. Um, I got I got to say I love him for it. I got to say if he did not do that, and spend literally four years standing in front of the Senate for hours filing cloture bills on yeah. on new yeah. judges, we would be in a whole world of hurt right now. So, you know, say what yeah, you want but, about Mitch. But, but Yeah, but some of those judges, many of those judges haven't delivered, right? They were, they were part of the election um, fraud uh, process. You know, well, I got to say, though, you know, our, our election laws are a freaking disaster, and especially in individual states, you, the, these judges are limited by a, a decades of subversive judges who have allowed rulings and have allowed constitutional amendments that have made our election a freaking joke. I don't, I don't know. The cases that were brought, I, I, I'm not a legal scholar, but I, you know, the only thing you can hope for in a lot of these is, is equal protection and, and due process. 
And those two processes in the U.S. Constitution have been destroyed by the left. So right. I just I, I want to hold out hope that these judges, um, you know, can can make 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 their presence felt in the future. But I, I'm with you. I I just feel like um, you know, where we were. Uh, at the end of the Obama administration with regards to the judges in the Sixth Circuit, the Ninth Circuit, and the rest of these appeals court was a freaking disaster. And without Mitch uh, spending so many hours taking care of these things, um, I, I think we are in a world of hurt right now in the immigration system for sure. Un- unquestionably. Yeah, unquestionably. that That's absolutely accurate. Allow me to drop a bomb into chat for a moment. My, my guy, Mike Pence, is is in the news again. And I keep trying to tell people to just withhold judgment on the way that the media is presenting Mike Pence and his treasonous activities with regards to the election. I keep trying to tell people that, once again, you don't want the vice president deciding which state-certified votes to pick from. Do you want Kamala Harris to be the person that says, I don't agree with Ohio's ruling and as well as Florida's ruling? And we'll throw in, oh, I don't know, uh, Texas in there, too, because uh, these, these uh, election results are, aren't what I want. Yeah, you definitely have 535 other people who had who were culpable. Indeed. And the Trump team has made a statement on his VP VP pick for 2024. Now, this is all in theory. It is all uh you know, talk. It is there's no uh, you know, outlook on who's actually going to run or if Trump's actually going to run. But the reason why I wanted to point this out there for all the Mike Pence haters is Trump advisor Jason Miller has said he's not weighing replacing Mike Pence as his selection for the White House, a vice president, if he goes for another run in 2024. That is obviously a hypothetical. Nonetheless, for all of you people out there who are Mike Pence haters, why would your beloved king of a president who makes no mistakes dare pick a flawed man, a traitor in Mike Pence to run for him again? Anyone want to call in and tell me why he would do that? Uh, because his wife got an envelope. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Feel free to call in. and we can I don't ha- know. Uh, man, I am all over the place with this. And, you know, it's it's, it's definitely one of those, um, you know, either you love him or you hate him. That, that's, that's all you got. There's no in-between with them. I am like 25% um, not so much in love with them. And about 75%, I kind of trust them because, well, to be honest with you, because Trump did. And, you know, that's not saying a lot because Trump has also trusted other people who have completely screwed him over. I get like Jeff Sessions. Yeah. I get that. Yes. Pence is a socialist. There's spoken like like somebody who who hasn't actually followed Pence's career to see that he was a he set the trend for conservative governance when he was the governor of Indiana. You should probably look more into Mike Pence before you make a statement like that. Quote. I can tell you, says Jason Miller, as someone who probably speaks with him on the political side as much, if not more than anyone else, never once has there been a conversation internally or in a group about doing something different for the vice president position for 2024. That's right. Your your savior of the world who cannot make an error has selected Mike Pence if he runs again. I guess you're going to have to deal with it even longer. Sorry, guys. Anywho, moving on. Iran says U.S. approved release of $3 billion of Iran's funds in Iraq, Oman, and South Korea. Mark, thoughts? (laughs) Say that one again. I missed that. Iran says the United States approved the release of $3 billion of Iran's funds in Iraq, Oman, and South Korea. So we sent them pallets of cash. We, We did this once before. 
There is no reason for this. This is pure corruption. There is no question in my mind that money is coming back to Biden or his family or other people in Washington because of this. It's an international money laundering scheme. People will say, you've got no evidence. Show us your evidence. I would say, show me evidence that I'm wrong because there is nothing, there is nothing to justify doing something like this. Zero. Right. I, I'm just like, this is stunning to me. That's new news to me. I miss that. Yeah. Dave. Well, this Thanks. came out of Al uh, uh, Uriba and it and it, um, it the original funds were frozen by the Trump administration. And now they're saying the United States has agreed to release that three billion dollars. Uh, the board of Iran Iraq Joint Chamber of Commerce tweeted on Friday that Washington approved the release of frozen Iranian assets at the Trade Bank of Iraq without uh, mentioning wait, the value of wait, the assets. Wait. The joint, what did you say? The joint Iran Iraq Chamber of Commerce? <laughs> the Iran, <laughs> how's this Are for the oxymoron of the century? The yeah, Iran Iraq Joint no, Chamber no, of Congress. No, repeat that. Can you read that again? Yeah, the, uh, the Iran Iraq Joint Chamber of Commerce had tweeted out on Friday. Unbelievable. Oh, so what do they have? Like a little convention center on the border where they go bring in people and say, bring your industry to Iraq and Iran? Well, like, it's, it's, are uh, you kidding me? it's Alice or it's, um, uh, what's his name from, uh, to, uh, geez, his name just popped out of my head. The, uh, the Iranian cleric that's running, uh, Northern Baghdad. I just forgot his name. Uh, uh all Baghdadi. Al, no, not he's the, he's the other one. Uh, anyways, the, you know, what it is, is it's money to him basically is what it really is. Um, exactly. It, oh my God. Yeah. Like the people that. People don't understand what's going on here. These are all payoffs. These are all payoffs, right? This is, and these, this money is coming back to politicians in the United States, not directly, but to their families and their kids. Everybody that doesn't have to report to the FEC or the House or the Senate and be audited, all of them, their friends, their family, their kids. I mean, this is called per corruption by proxy. It's been going on forever in the rest of the world. It took us a while to catch on. But Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, Amy Clo these people have become masters of this uh, corruption. Masters. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and it's, um, you know, they know they know exactly how to play the game. And they're and that's that's why they continue to do it right in front of our face, because they can continue to get away with it. And they don't really care what we have to say about it. Right. This is why we need what I call hyper financial transparency. I agree. Right. Like so. So let me ask you this, Joe, when you go to file your taxes, how accurately does the IRS know your income? Well, it's it's spot on, um, uh, you know, as as far as I know, <laughs> you know, to, to what to the dollar to the oh to the penny to the penny, okay. So when you report your holdings and transfers in the House or the Senate, you do it in these tranches. It's like I made zero to a thousand dollars. I made a thousand to a million dollars. I, I'm just making this up because it's not, I don't know what it is exactly, but I will find it. 
I made a million to $5 million on this and I made $5 million and over. Well, gee, maybe if they, that's the way they treat them, maybe we should get treated like that by the IRS. So if I make like a million dollars, we should treat that like a thousand and one dollars, right? American voters have no idea. And, and here's what I would say. All of this information is available at the House website, the Senate website, opensecrets.gov, the FEC. All of this stuff is out in plain sight. But people do not have time or the wherewithal to go and find it. It would it it is a it is a information that would be shocking and amazing to many Americans. Indeed, I, I appreciate your comments on that, Mark. It's it's um you know it's it's why we do our it's why we are here, right? It is why you and I talked a year ago. It's it's why we continue to fight because we just need to keep raising awareness about how they do this and what they're doing. And it's not a matter of Republican versus Democrat. Both sides play the game. Oh yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, another story that I had, and we'll, guys, we'll get to some some of your call-ins here in about five minutes. So if you guys want to hop in there to Zoom, if you already know the number, f- feel free to. Uh, I'll open up. I, actually, I'll go ahead and put the uh, call-in instructions up there for you now so that uh, you can hop in there whenever you want. Change the passcode to 1776 so you guys don't have to worry about spelling uncensored on your phone. Sorry about that. Uh, entire staff of Nevada Democrat Party quits after Democratic Socialist Slate won every single seat. Let me read that again. The entire staff of Nevada Democratic Party quits after the Democratic Socialist slate won every single slate, every single seat. The battle between insurgent progressives in Nevada and Harry Reid machine that began in 2016. Harry Reid has failed to continue to allow uh, moderate Democrats to have a voice out of Nevada. This is pretty freaking concerning, uh, to say the least. Not long after Whitmer won her election on Saturday, Judith Whitmer, excuse me. Uh, to become chair of the Nevada Democratic Party. She got an email from the party's executive director, Elena Mounts. The message from Mounts began with a note of congratulations before getting to her main point. She quits, along with everyone else that was on her staff. Uh, So that is pretty interesting to see some changes on that front. Then you have this, a Yahoo article, a wave of Republicans signals battles ahead for signals, uh, excuse me, a wave of retirements of Republicans signals battle ahead for them. Uh, there's a whole group of uh, Republicans uh, saying that he will not seek re-election. Roy Blunt has said he will not seek re-election. He'll no have loss. he'll be retiring next year, which is interesting. No loss. Yeah, agreed. I would completely agree. In fact, I think President Trump may have said something about Blunt recently, where I was like, "What? What are you talking yeah. about, dude?" Um, oh, thank you to Lester for the uh, unmute button. I actually have an unmute button an unmute button right freaking there that I need to start using. Uh, hey you know the other thing that's really cool is our mods out there are now uh, asking for donations for a light up mute button so if anyone can help Abe with a light up mute button, we would appreciate that i'm sorry brother I had to it's all good anytime you lose an incumbent it's bad news uh you also have uh missouri candidate todd aiken going you have uh let's see uh uh, several others, uh, governors talking about not rerunning. Claire McCaskill, she, she's considering retiring. Uh, the retirements thing is something interesting to watch, Mark. I, there's there's always that that statement. Well, I need to go spend time with family, and there's always that's something not, more that, to that, that's right? A lot. Here's what it is. Okay, let's just admit, let everybody in on the dirty little secret. If you haven't lost, like a guy like Rob Portman. 
and you know you're going to lose or you have an inkling you're going to lose, you don't run because you're not going to be as worth as much. You're not going to be worth as much in the lobbying or political consulting business as if you were, if you went out on your own volition. Okay. It's all about the money. Anybody that tells you anything different is lying to you. Okay. If McCaskill thinks she could have a problem, she's going to go out because she'll be able to make more money speaking, writing books, all of that. Right. Americans like winners. They, it's not like they don't like losers. They just don't support losers. It's like, you got to win, right? We're in capitalist society. May the best man, may the best person win. May the best man win. Right. Uh, this is all baloney. Okay. People, these are psychologically defective people who, who want to be career politicians. They don't leave office easily. You got to crowbar them out, right? Indeed. And the way to crowbar them out is to explain to them, you're not going to make as much money when you get out if you run again and lose as you will if you just graciously bow out. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yep, you're absolutely right. The last couple of things I had to get to, and I wanted to have your discussion about HR one. We'll make, and then we'll take some calls here. White House staff announces additional. White House administration announces additional staff. This is a release today that I wanted to get to all of you guys out there because I think those of you that are diggers out there should put some threads together about who these people are. For instance, the Office of Administration and Office of Management and Administration, Faisal Amin has been assigned as the deputy director of management. Um, so I don't know anything about that guy. He works for the, the Biden transition team. Uh, Dan Jacobson, general counsel. Uh, Dana uh, Rosenweig, uh, deputy director of management. Uh, several others, Alicia O'Brien. I just wanted to give this to you guys, those of you that are diggers on on names. These are some key positions that have been announced at the White House staff. You may want to dig into those names. Grab that link there. That will also be up on the website after the show. Judicial Watch sues for records of Pelosi call with the Pentagon chief. Hmm. Mm. You and I have had a discussion in the past about what did Pen- what did Pelosi know before the uh, Capitol quote unquote riot? And when did she know? And it? When did she know it? Well, Judicial Watch also wants to know. So God bless them, and we are going to keep an eye on this to see if uh, if uh, he can come up with anything on that front. Tom Tom Fenton's top notch on that front. That's pretty much. I don't the know how he has time to do this between workouts. Yeah, I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but God bless him for it because he has been a fighter, a true fighter for for uh, for all of us for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. yeah, and it, it was interesting. I had that article in my stack today as well, Abe, and then I saw yours. And uh, obviously, that's something that we've discussed. Um, I don't know since we got back from <laughs> from uh, from uh, DC in January eighth or ninth, whenever we got back. So for the last two months, we've been asking that same question. And now, all of a sudden, Tom Fitton decides, "Yes, let's figure this out." I love sure. it. I hope I hope we figure out what happened there because it needs to be talked about. I'd like to know who shot Ashley Babbitt. Well, there's the other interesting stories that's coming out right now is now the family, I believe, is going to sue. Going to sue, right? right. But uh, and know, if they I do see- it civilly, they'll have discovery. The judge will, and they'll they'll get the name. Yep. Get the name. But yep. think about what you have to go through to get the name. I mean, we know we knew George Floyd's. Uh, the officer that was trying to arrest him and 
you know, supposedly murdered him. And I'm just going to say that because the trial's starting and all the rest, but it's been months and we have no idea who this person is. None. It's uh, it, it should tell everyone all they need to know. I mean, it's just a freaking disaster, dude. It's uh. Oh, it drives me absolutely crazy, Mark. The last thing I want to get to uh, before we uh, grab some callers in here, we'll get as many as we can fit in in the, in the next half hour. Appreciate all you guys' time. Hope you guys enjoyed the discussion in the show today. Uh, you guys have been on fire in the chats, like just uh, uh, really um, uh, engaged. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. You guys are the best chat, I'm telling you. Everyone says that. Uh-uh. The best chat is over here at Brothers Uncensored. Let me get this up. Uh, this is a link from a, a group called campaign for america about hr1 i saw several of you asking about this uh, earlier yesterday and so forth um and basically it is this campaign for america is opposed to the passage of hr1 because it does not provide election integrity or security as the democrat socialists say it does in our view the title for the people act is very misleading this bill is anything but for the people we urge you to read the following summary with your friends and family and so forth. I'm just going to highlight the key points of these. And, Mark, feel free to, to, to tag, uh, t- jump in on any of these bullet points, and then we'll move on. Comments in Rhetor for Campaign for America. For the People Act, passed Democrats uh, controls a House on a largely party-line vote, 220 to 210, which means uh, there's a lot of people that see the garbage that's in this. All Republicans voted against the bill. They were joined by... Uh, two Democrats, which was uh, pretty interesting as well. The Biden administration, which has strongly pushed for the bill, praised its passage, saying the legislation is urgently needed to protect the rights of Americans to vote and the integrity of our elections. Uh huh. A previous version of the bill had passed the Democrat-controlled House uh, 234 to 193 at the beginning of uh, 2019. Uh, the controversial ban, uh, the controversial bill, which spans 800 more pages of garbage, would impose requirements on voting procedures across the entire country. Mark, basically this bill is the federalization of our election process. That's unconstitutional, okay? That is unconstitutional. There might be an argument to say that the federal government could control some things around elections related to people who hold federal office but i think that would be a stretch right well, we had the we had the discussion of what what can we do right what what are the what are the solutions and one of the things i said is do we want to entertain the federal government putting basic guidelines in for voting now what i said was is a basic guideline such as you have to have a verified signature from a verified ID. You have to have, uh, you know, a reason to p- to put a mail in ballot. You but have that to cuts both ways. Ed. Yeah. So the question is: Is do you want the federal government, you know, putting those guidelines down to the states, or do you want to continue to allow states to put in ranked choice voting and subversive procedures that are anti democratic? Well, here's what I don't understand, right? Okay, why aren't, and and it's happening in Georgia right now, but why aren't states with Republican legislatures and senates or assemblies and senates or whatever they call them going hard after election integrity issues, getting rid of ballot harvesting, getting rid of mail-in voting or, or automatic mailed out ballots and all of this stuff, right? We saw it with the five states that were the 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 the, the contentious states. Yeah, all of them except Nevada had majority uh, assemblies or legislatures and senates, and they didn't do squat. Okay, when it came to 
to deciding on what was right or was wrong. They, they didn't do squat. They held hearings. They were professional hearing holders like Lindsey Graham mm -hmm. and they didn't do squat. That's what they need to be doing it. And people need to be rising up, getting in their face, going to their state capitals, following them around and making sure they do this. I would prefer it happen. Personally, I would prefer it happen at the state level because I think anything at the federal level is corrupted. We need the smallest federal government we can get. I think I'm the only guy who wants to go to Washington and make my job smaller. Yeah, I, mean, I want to make it minuscule, right? I want to make it a, a, a quarter of the size of what it is. Yeah, I hear you. And it's, it's you know, just one person can affect that. You can uh, pull together caucuses of people uh, like the Freedom Caucus has to work together for actual solutions. I can't wait for 2022. I honestly, totally, truly believe, although I believed it this time too, and we actually did pretty well in the House and the Senate, so it wasn't too far off. They had to steal the election from President Trump. It still wasn't too far off. I think in 2022, you're going to see a massive landslide in the House and the Senate potentially um, going to the Republicans, and I hope that they put solution after solution from the Freedom Caucus right down the throats of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and make them turn them down so they can yep. further expose who they are. But, but, but here's what, what concerns me, right? So I am convinced that the downfall, that the reason Donald Trump lost the last election, lost, was it started with Paul Ryan. That guy is the nexus yep. for everything that happened. Absolutely. Okay? That guy, I got no time for him. And I am so upset with myself for having supported him and sending him and sent him money. I want my money back, Paul. If you're listening, send me my money back. I want five years of advocating for his policies and helping to get him at the, at the speakership level from a Tea Party caucus that was just thrown together from people like me who busted their ass to get his message out there and then got, got backstabbed day after day. That guy is just... I can't tell you how he's just not a good human being. No, he's not. Right. And uh, he should just stay in hiding and hope none of us who actually love this country actually run across him. I'm not saying in violent wise. I'm going to give him a piece of my ear uh, for, for, you know, like I said, eight to 10 years of advocating for his policies and his work. Uh, he did a great job. He was, uh, he lives, you know, 20 miles from me. Uh, he was born 20 miles from me, and he was a he was a savior of of our policies in in this area. And then he just turned around and backs that was Glenn Singer, who has been a a, a great fighter um, for a long time, is uh, joining us here today. Uh, Glenn, it's great to hear from you, brother. Just make sure that the stream is turned on in the background, and then let me let me hear what you have to say, brother. Hi guys, uh, Mark, Joe, Abe. I hope my audio is a lot better today. It's good. Oh, yeah. Sounds gotcha. good. Five by five, Great. Glenn. What's okay, you mind, guys, uh, y'all were talking about uh, how the uh, Congress is trying to take over the elections. Well, constitutionally, they can. Uh, Article one, section four uh, says, uh, but the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations except as to the place of choosing senators. So, yeah, Congress can make election law. They can federalize it, uh, unfortunately. 
but the president's actions, I'm not sure are constitutional. I'm not sure about that. Uh, that's something I haven't dug into yet. I see your point, Glenn, uh, and, and I and I take it and I agree with you that the that the, the especially in the House or actually only in the House, uh, the federal government does have uh, uh, you know regulation guidelines in place. Like you're saying, though, and I think your point is is that that doesn't mean that there's some stuff in this bill that is not completely unconstitutional. I see your point. Right. I don't know. I haven't looked at the bill completely, but the uh, Senate. This is under the Senate section, not the House can uh, create laws to do uh, stuff on federal elections. So uh, that is unfortunately constitutional. I thought I it was the other wasn't. way around. Are you sure it's the Senate and not the House? Article four or Article one, section four is under uh, section three, which is the Senate. So it could be the House and Senate. Uh, all it says is uh, Section 4, Elections and Meetings, the Times, Places, and Manner, I'll need to use that, um, of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter such regulation except as to the place of choosing of senators. Okay. So... What we've all seen from the Federalist Papers is that the Senate was a brilliant uh, construct by the Founding Fathers. The Senate was the firewall and the backstop for things like egregious minority, excuse me, egregious abuse of the majority rules like 51 percent kind of thing well if you go back if you I go think- back a little bit if you go back a little bit when they created the uh constitution they said that the house was for the people and then uh at that time the senators were chosen by the state not by the people right so the senators were supposed to represent the state the legislatures and- picked them right so that's where that comes from. Uh, so under, the Senate was supposed to hold back the people on all these odd things that the, people might the, come up with. What came? What was called the tyranny of the majority? Right. Bingo. Right. Right. So I think what you're saying, Glenn. I think what you've said is that the House of Representatives could pass laws to change. Uh, the, or the or Congress, both houses in in the in in Washington could change election laws for representatives, but not for Senate members. Because uh, that what it says what it what it left. says is what it says is for senators and representatives. It doesn't say about presidential elections. No, no, no. Says, you you left something out there. Read that again. Read the whole thing again. The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter such regulation except as to the place of choosing senators. 
Except so as the place of choosing senators, right? Right. So in other words, in other words, saying there is you're not allowed to change the fact, like the way senators are chosen, right? Yeah. That, in, other, so, in other words, they couldn't say that Pennsylvania elects uh, New Jersey senators. Right, or, or, so, or you get three senators or whatever, right? Yeah, three so, right. two. Or, so we all know that the, the 10th Amendment says that anything not specifically enumerated in the Constitution is the right of the states, right? Right, or the people. people. Yeah, people right now are trying to say that that 10th Amendment is like, you go out and you look and there are all these like constitutional scholars saying that the 10th Amendment doesn't apply anymore. It's just like, you know, it's because it's been abused because it hasn't been enforced so much. And well, it's because the states—it's because the states haven't taken their power back yeah. from the federal government. And not only that, now, but constitutionally, you, it, you in the Supreme Court has had some great rulings to to strengthen states' rights as well. Go ahead, Glenn. Now you are seeing some states attempt to take back right. uh, some powers. Uh, in, Tennessee, okay, in something as innocuous as the marijuana laws right because it's not in the federal it's not in the constitution the states are saying hey i don't care about your drug laws this is what we can do right gun control isn't in the constitution it's not a federal enumerated authority actually it is in the constitution it's the second amendment no no the right to bear arms is but but any kind of legislation around it background check and all the rest that is not in the constitution right it's not in the constitution based on the 10th amendment it goes to the states so right. every state can have their own laws you know the people of that state decide what their laws are around the second amendment so you're seeing tennessee has become a second amendment sanctuary state and they're pushing on this 10th amendment thing yep. and it's the right thing to do and, right. and so even if so even if the federal government came out and said, "Hey, you've got to abide by these laws," the state can say, "No, we've already got exactly. our laws that are exactly as long as, long as it's constitutionally." Which is why Heller versus DC right. is big for sanctuary counties and and and, 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 right. and in general. Right. Yeah. right. I, Glenn, I really appreciate. It. I got a couple more callers that I want to hop to. Great stuff, man. Thanks for calling in. No problem. No problem. I've I, I just been getting this on almost all the talk shows where everybody has been confusing that part where they think that the Constitution does not allow Congress to change federal election law because they, th they, they hope it doesn't. Right. They really hope right. it doesn't. But it's actually in there. Hey, Glenn, make sure you use a high SPF there, because I don't want you to get sunburned. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I go, wherever Glenn is at, please put me there, because it looks amazing. <laughs> it's, a, it's the same thing you guys are doing. I'm just doing in the background, unfortunately. I'm stuck in the, in the uh, demon state of New Jersey here. Oh, uh, where are you in New Jersey? Uh, down by the shore. Okay, we're down by the shore. That's a long shore. Asbury Park. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I grew up. I grew up in uh, Washington's Crossing. Okay, yeah, that's or a little Trent, bit up for me. Princeton, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I spent time at the shore. Obviously, like we love the shore. Uh, my yeah. previous job, I was all over the state, so I know I've been to everything. 
<laughs> but Asbury yeah, Park isn't there a guy that's famous from that area? Not sure. Glenn, I appreciate your call today big time. You know I have a ton of respect for you. It's great to put a face to the name, man. Uh, you've been a great fighter for a long time. Please do continue to call back, brother. Yeah, and just, uh, Abe, if you want, uh, keep an eye on the, on the sand lots out there because there's a lot of crap happening out there. I've been uh, connecting to Aurora Intel and E-I-L-N-T, I think it is, on Twitter. Yeah. And they're showing that there's a whole bunch of crud going on that doesn't look promising. Doesn't look promising at all. And you said the sand lots? Yeah, Mideast. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> God bless you, Glenn. Glenn, call back next week or call back later this week. Okay, talk to you later, Ed. Right, later, Joe man. and Mark. Appreciate it, Glenn. Great call. Thanks, Glenn. Let's get AOC in here uh, real quick. And we got uh, two callers left, guys, and we're already – man, that's, time just continues Flies to fly by, by man. Uh, great show today. Great discussion today with Mark. Appreciate you very much, Mark. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. You guys are, like, the best. Um, AOC is in the house looking like he's AOC's in a back. dreary uh, – the dark and dreary day. What's up, AOC? I just started hailing out here. Pretty oh, crazy. Are you, you're you're praying or it hailing hailing <laughs> it's a lot of hailing I mean just little baby size hail oh gotcha what's on your mind LC you gotta gotta go move quickly here today yeah I'm just saying uh, I decided um, to do my part for equality I'm going to transition to uh, Olympic gold medalist power lifter you have now identified as a power lifter Olympic medalist. Uh, congresswoman, Puerto Rican congresswoman, <laughs> and, and power lifter. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, so uh, that'll be my transition because I'll, 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 of course, run as a woman. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to take advantage of this new administration. What's your platform? And, uh, platform, <laughs> power lifting. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> equity and uh, equity and gold medals. <laughs> we need equity well, and gold medals. I appreciate what you guys are covering in a serious note. You guys are covering a lot of serious things today. And some of it goes over some of our heads. Um, but those are the kinds of things we should be really fluent in that we're not is constitutional things. And I like what you guys are getting into. And uh, keep up the good work. I'll let you get on to other callers, but I just wanted to chime in and say howdy. Love you guys. And uh, great show today. Love great show. You're I a love our contributor. I appreciate it when I'm on. I don't, I'm sure you're not only on when I'm on. I'd like to think you are, but you're not <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> ALC has started his campaign, Gold Medals Matter. Let's get yeah, uh, exactly. equality and gold medals. Thank you, brother. I'll see you tomorrow. Good to see you, AOC. Much love, Bye, brother. Love you guys. Later. You too. <laughs> AOC in the house. Gotta love them. And uh, let's see, one last caller here before we'll let you guys go for the day. Appreciate you guys very much uh, for a fun show today. A lot of good discussion. And this is what we're going to continue to do. Tuesdays are going to be for this. Policy discussions, constitutional discussions, what's happening that they're trying to hide from us. Those things are very important for us. 719, can I get a name for you, please? And can you mute the stream? As uh, I can get you uh, on live, please. Okay. I muted it. Can I get a name for you, please? 
What's that? Can I get a name for you, please? I'm Gary Flessner. Oh, Gary, how are you? Hey, Gary, how's it going? You got in. Good to hear from you, man. What's on your mind today? Oh, my first question is, if I hit video chat, do you get to see me then? Yes. Well, see, I learned something new today. You're never too old to learn something new. There you go. That's right. That's right. Okay, and I I have a question for y'all. It's kind of a... You didn't hit the button to do video chat. Not, no, not on I the call-in. Because I, I didn't know how to do that. All my call-ins were <laughs> like to either Joey or to Zeus, and I did one with Drew, and I had no idea that's how you did it. So yeah, I'm you learning. can just uh, join the meeting in Zoom and just download the app or go to the website, and uh, it'll it'll link to your webcam. But that's cool. What's on your mind, Gary? Gary, well, I don't have a web. I don't have a webcam. It'd have to be over my phone. That's the next thing I'm buying is a webcam. There you go, Gary. Where are you? I'm in Champaign, Illinois. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. And my lighting Illini basketball team is the number one seed for the NCAAs. Pretty good. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Now I have a I have a, I have a question for all of you. Have you heard anything about Hillary Clinton getting arrested in the last couple of days? Mm, I have not. I've heard. Uh, I heard that about last year, the year before, and then the year before also. Well, then yesterday there were some people saying it. Then I got a phone call saying, "Gary, it might be true, but you know the White House—they don't leak nothing." I'm looking into it. Gotcha. And then a small-time bogger I go talk to said, "No bog today. He's looking into if Hillary got arrested." So I just thought I'd ask. I'll tell you what: when I see Hillary Clinton in handcuffs on a on a TV screen, that's when I'll believe it. I'm going to load up an extra big bowl the day that happens. Yeah, that's the only time I'm going to believe it. If I see her on my TV screen on CNN or on uh, something, I'm going to go make a bowl of Fruit Loops and then sit there and watch it with you. I don't think he was. Yeah, well, no, that, we're, we're going to have a big old party. Okay, oh. now my next my next thing I'm going to bring up is I have a relative way, 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 way up in the Air Force. Okay. And the other day I'm talking to him and he goes, Gary, there's two fleets off the East Coast. There's three fleets off the West Coast. All the Blackhawks from Texas and Arizona have been moved all up north to National Guard to the troubled states. It doesn't that kind of tell us something's going on. There's a lot of weird stuff happening that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. I can grant you that. I just, you know, for me, it's um there's no way of us knowing what's really happening. And so I, for me, it's wasted energy trying to figure out what it is. I just try to live in the reality that they've right. given us. And, you know, if, and I, yeah, if, I've, re- if, I've reported on on those uh, on a lot of that stuff that, you know, all the uh, aircraft carriers and stuff that are out on sea and stuff. I mean, that's why I report on it, because it definitely is interesting. It definitely raises a red flag. Other than that, I don't know what else to say either. I mean, we're we're not going to know anything, unfortunately, but we're going to try to figure it out, right, Gary? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like I said, I got a relative in the Air Force, and I got two, three buddies that are about half my age in the Army, and they get they get off base, they get off base, they give me calls, you know. And then I got a guy that's about my age that was in the CIA with my best friend. Frank, who was in the CIA, and he gives me a call every once in a while and tells me shit not to tell nobody else. What do you, you know? People go, tell us, tell us, tell us, Gary. But he won't tell me nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, the, it's uh, it's fun to talk about. But uh, Mark, you had a question you were trying to ask. Yeah, I was going to say how how can someone be half your age? He'd have to be sixteen, right? <laughs> well, no, I'm sixty eight. <laughs> You're only 16. so they're 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 in their mid thirties, you know. <laughs> and I a lot of my friends are ex military, so I go over to a party. And 10 of them are military, and one of them goes, hey, Gary, meet my friend who's in the Army. He's 35. And you end up talking to him, and you end up being buddies with him. Next thing you know, they call you every once in a while because sometimes they just want to talk to somebody off the base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know one thing I know one thing I can tell you for sure about the military. Uh, anyone who's in below, I don't know, four-star general has no fucking clue what they're doing. So, uh, oh, the, the real dudes? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> they have no, they're not told, they have no idea, and uh, basically they're just trying to go through life just like the rest of us are. It's great to finally hear from you, Gary. We're up against the clock. Any last thoughts before I let you go, brother? I want one last thing. Uh, one of my Army guys called me and said he got an email said, we need a signed oath from you to God, country, and the Constitution within 30 days or you will be asked to stand down. Have you heard anything from anybody else on that? From who? A guy in the army got an email that said, we need a written and signed statement that you have recertified your oath to God, country, and the Constitution, or you will be asked to stand down. Now, he's pretty high up in the military. Interesting. I would love if anyone knows anything about an email like that. If you have access to a screenshot of that, email me, Alan at uncensoredave.com. Well, I, I, I'm talking to a person that would quit talking to me if I gave it to you. No, yeah. we understand that. But Alan's basically saying if anybody else has seen that. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm bringing it up because maybe someone else has seen it or heard yeah. of it. And maybe they can bring it up, you know. I would love it for it to be true. That's for sure. It came from. Yeah, I just wanted to call in. I love calling in. I love dropping anything I've heard. You know, I like to try to say stuff that maybe get other people thinking and looking. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, Gary, big time. If if there's anyone out there that has any more information on that stuff, please do. uh, You know, email one of us, uh, and we will do some more digging on it. It, it, I need sauce, though. You need. I love talking about stuff. I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking. If I find something else, you know, I'll send it to you. Appreciate it. Love you all. Bye. See you later. Take care of yourself, Gary. Appreciate the call, Gary. Good to hear from you, brother. Take care. Good stuff. There's, there's. No shortage, Mark. Sorry, there's no shortage of people out there that are looking around at what's happening in the world around them and just just not not able to get put two plus two equals four. It's weird. There's a lot of weird things happening out there. We get at that a lot. People just can't figure it out. And and here's what um, happens with me on the campaign trail. When when I talk about things like this, people say, "Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist." And I'm like, no, I'm actually just a person asking questions. And every earth-shattering thing that's happened in my lifetime has been a conspiracy theory until it wasn't. Like 9-11. Prior to 9-11, we all talked about things because I had a friend who had a wife at that time, I think fiance in the 
World Trade Center working there every day when there was that bombing in the, the parking lot. Do you remember that? Yep. I want to say it was like 92 or something like that. Yep. <clears throat> right. And after that, we talked about it all the time. Right. Because we were personally affected by it. Right. She was and it, so my yep. buddy Jack, he 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 uh, died of cancer in 96, but it was a real deal. You know what it comes down to, Mark, it's just all we want is the ability to discuss what we see out there freely. And, and it, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to all come together and agree on a, on what we see, but all, all of us want is the basic uh, human right to, to think freely. And that's really what this is about. And we have people like you, Mark, and we're up against the clock here. So I got to finish up the show here today. Appreciate it very much. But uh, we're, we're looking forward to having you back in about two weeks. Markforohio.com is the website. Check it out. Do me a favor. If you're anywhere near Ohio, talk to somebody about Mark Paquita. Help him get the word out. Just say the name to somebody you know. Have you heard about Mark Paquita? He is going to be somebody who's going to be a power player. We're going to do everything in our power here at Uncensored to help lift him up. Mark, any last words before I let you go today, brother? All I'd say is God bless all of you. Thanks for fighting the good fight. Uh, it's a struggle. It's hard. It's an uphill battle. We're fighting the forces of evil. And we need, we've got God on our side, which is all we can ask for, right? I mean, the ultimate weapon, so to speak. Uh, and I just want to thank you for having me on. And I love these Tuesday nights because there's some great people that call in and we talk about some good stuff that people need to know. And I have no idea what's happened to my camera. It's like not focusing, but I look like Mr. Magoo. I look like, you know, I look like, I look like our governor, Mike DeWine. Oh God. Don't even say that. I will never have sex again, I guess. My girlfriend's going to be like, Mark, I'm never having sex with you again. Yep. That just ruined it. Way to go, Mark. I want to thank you, Mark, again, for for being on the show. And of course, everybody out there in chat, it's been awesome. I want to thank all you guys. And don't forget, tomorrow we have Mike Nificent, who is from uh, Right Side Broadcasting, who will be on the show tomorrow. He's a great guy. So check that out. Have a great night, guys. God bless. A week of great guests for you the whole week, so stand by for that. Don't forget to check out the uh, website and sign up to the newsletter. We'll be getting that. Um, it's under construction. Give me a little bit of time, but we will get that going for sure. Much love. God bless you all. Have a great evening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.